our TV, we barely see enough of them and their voices are all similar and they're all wearing the same kind of suit and I'm just like, how do I tell them apart? Yeah. It was the same for The Bachelor. I don't think I could tell which girl was which except for the ones that like didn't match the usual like blonde set. I didn't know who Mikkel was until she came back. <laughs> no, she, I remember her. I don't know how I remember this. She was, I think, the second video. She was the second video in the montage before they got out of the limos, and she took, uh, she took wedding photos. I remembered Crystal because you can't forget Crystal. Yes. I remembered Becca because of the short hair and I liked her. Yeah. And I remembered Becca because of the dark hair and I liked her. And I remember Jacqueline because dark hair and I liked her. And everybody else aside from like CN just blended together because like we barely spend any time with Marie. So when they started doing like an interview with Marie, I was just like. Where has she been, and why don't I remember her? Yeah. I remembered who she was. Because she was one of the few non-white people, but also not black. Honestly, I just didn't see a lot of her. I'm better at telling women apart than I am men. Yes. Because how am I supposed to tell that, like, these are different people? That's true. It's, they are startlingly similar i feel like you can tell people apart if they have like very distinct facial features like she's gonna remember nick because long blonde hair and she might remember mm-hmm. I, not joe but the other guy because long dark hair mike, mike. no no a, leo, leo leo was long uh dark hair mike, mike was, was the long, long blonde hair. hair and then nick was short blonde nick hair but like short, you can blonde hair. tell like Correct. the long-haired guys it's like he knew i would bet you um ari knew becca right away because she was the only mm-hmm. girl with short hair but all of the same like clean cut white guys yeah i mean there's like a couple guys no that way. stand out a little bit like lincoln you'll be able to tell Lincoln, you can tell because you know uh, Honestly, I accent. could tell also all the black guys apart because they all look very different. She didn't get guys that have the exact same like set of facial features because they're all from different areas also. Yeah. So it's like Willis doesn't look anything like Lincoln at all. But a lot mm-hmm. of the white guys are the same middle class, like blonde haired, mm-hmm. blue eyed. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to tell them apart? Yeah, that is very true. There's lots of blonde hair and blue eyes or brown hair and blue it's just dirty blonde just a a lot of generic white yeah yeah eggshell they're all eggshell it's like when we looked at the blondes from re season we were just like ah yes they look so different yes all right well i've actually been recording this and i think it's actually good stuff so i'm gonna leave it all in the podcast (laughs) um thanks for letting me know errol yeah i mean i just recorded it so i could get the audio levels but like this is just quality conversation, and I don't think we use any curse words, so I don't need to bleep anything. And I, think I don't I'm think just, so. I'm just going to leave it in at the beginning of the podcast. Um, so, hi, uh, people listening. Welcome to Cop Monologuing. Uh, I'm Errol, and visiting uh, us uh, again for our second Bachelor extravaganza episode is Esther. Hi, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, The Bachelorette just premiered uh, on Monday this past week and it's amazing and i love all things bachelor and bachelorette i have a lot of feelings already yes um so yeah we're gonna talk about it and i'm very excited to do so um but i think first things first what are your initial impressions of the first episode 
I think it was a really good setup for the rest of the season. Like, Mm -hmm. they could have gone way more in depth with the whole breakup. And I think they did a good job of touching on it at the beginning of the episode and then not doing weird flashbacks. Yeah, no, they they hit hard with all that stuff immediately. Just starting with, like, snot tears falling out of her face. uh, That's the very first shot you see um, of the show after the logo. And they just, they remind you, they set the stage, and it's like, you know what? That happened. We're done. It's only going to be brought up again if one of the other guys brings it up. Yeah, I didn't like the cardboard cutout or some of the Ari gimmicks that they did because that was just too much bringing back to it. Like, we already saw the sobbing. Becca knows what happened. You don't have to keep reminding her of it. And also, this is like a week after, um, I guess, after the final rose. Uh, So, like, she's just been this world, like, she just had had to relive all of that stuff, and now she's reliving it more so, and whatever, but I think they, at least in the show, they showed it, the moved on, and just let things fall where they may, I thought that was great. Uh, Then we got to see Becca uh, meeting with previous Bachelorettes, which was nice, um, I'll fully admit I had no idea who any of them were, but I appreciated the sage waving. Yeah, no, so it was the previous three Bachelorettes, uh, Caitlin Bristow, uh, Rachel Lindsay, and uh, Jojo Fletcher. And they were all there, and they were, I guess, getting rid of all of the evil spirits from, uh, I guess, the house. That... I mean, it needed some cleansing after Ari. It There's did. only so much you can come back from. That is true. Um. So, yeah, they, they cleansed the house, and... I mean, I think all all three of you know them they were all great bachelorettes, uh, but it just th- that scene just remind me how awesome Rachel is. Yeah, Rachel is just a fun person. Um, I kind of want to go back and watch their seasons now, honestly, because yeah. having started with Ari as the first like introduction into Bachelor World, I kind of want to go back to some of like the classic seasons. Yeah, I, I think Rachel's was a, a very good season of Bachelorette. Um, also, it was the first one where they, like, were diverse, which is nice. Yeah. Because, you know, Rachel, surprisingly enough, is African-American. Um, the reason I'm, why... I'm really glad that they did that. Because yeah. it, it's kind of annoying to me as someone who's Hispanic to, like, watch The Bachelor and watch The Bachelorette and yeah. see, like, the majority of the people be white. And they all look the same. And it, it, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like I'm staring at white bread for an entire episode. Yeah. On the bright side, white bread can sometimes work well in a sandwich. Not always, but that's... That's true. Yeah, so uh, it gets started, and then the guys start coming out. So I think the move here for us is to just go alphabetical down the list, talk about all of their entrances, um, and then we can talk about, I guess, their one-on-one time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, first, first up, Alex Templeman generic white guy from atlanta georgia uh he said you look gorgeous and that was what they showed us from his entrance 
I feel like he was pretty mild. I feel yeah. like the entrances that we got were either the ones that were super funny because yeah. those are the ones that, one, make best TV, and two, probably stick out to Becca to most, so at least they'll tell us who she's paying attention to to start with, or the people that really screwed up, and then yeah. everyone else who is that middle ground probably we didn't really get a good sense of, which on the one yeah, hand is kind of good because we got a sense of who was going home just from some of the entrances, and we got yeah. a sense of who was definitely staying from some of the entrances, and we know the people in the middle are the people to watch out for for mm-hmm. probably later episodes as we start e- to get e- to know. Either they'll rise or they'll just they'll remain just anonymous. Yeah, if you um, don't which... see anyone for three episodes straight, you know they're going home soon. Yeah, and I have a feeling Alex is going to stay in that no man's land or no names bill or whatever. Yeah, where we're going like... to constantly forget who he is. If you feel um, like if he brings up his dog a lot, then we might get more screen time. But I don't see a... anything that like really differentiates him as of yet. He does have a dog named Donzi. Um, he also likes spending time on boats. So I, 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 I'm sure he has stuff going for him. Um, just in this episode, his literally his entrance like out of the limo was used as a punchline to someone else's joke. Because like, yeah. he, he, he wore a red tie, which tied into uh, someone else. That we'll get to very soon. My favorite. See what you did there. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how his uh, knit navy tie, or navy knit tie, I don't, whatever. Uh, is it was more of a purple some... shade. It was navy. It had a per. It had a purple undertone to it. Maybe. Well, whatever. Um. So yeah, Alex is just generic white boy. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh. To Blake. Uh, I personally like Blake. Yeah, Blake is. I. I don't necessarily know if I like Blake. I'm kind of on the fence. He was one of the guys that uh, popped up at After the Final Rose because uh, he had a horse. And he decided to one-up that with an ox this time around. I it, Honestly, the animal didn't really like bring much. I remember when we first did like our responses to like afterthoughts i kind of didn't like him too much because i felt like the horse thing got a little weird and a little handsy he, he got a little handsy yeah but at least from what i've seen from this episode he seemed more genuine if that makes sense like there's some of the mm-hmm. guys where you can see how they're reacting to becca and to the cameras where you can tell they're probably not as interested in becca as they are in fame and he at least like yeah. seemed genuinely to want to get to know more about her and i like I really liked his statement about being like two people need to be independent in order to truly love each mm-hmm. other because I feel like that also probably most aligns to what Becca's looking for in a romantic yeah, no, partner. I mean, it, it it seemed like in the episode, um, you know, later on when they had their one on one time, uh, that they were saying they were on the same lane w- wavelength when it comes to you know their philosophy. Yeah, I feel like for them, it's going to come down to if they have that spark. Because there are some people where you have this instant kind of, like, attraction to them, where sometimes their life plans just don't necessarily meet up. Like, we refer back to Ari and Jacqueline, where they definitely had that spark between them, but what he wanted out of the future and what she wanted out of the future were going to be two highly separate things. Mm -hmm. So we see on the opposite scale between Blake and Becca, I feel like their view of what they want from life and from a romantic partner are very similar but if they don't get that spark of attraction i can see him going home by about halfway through when she starts narrowing the field much further i mean my one i don't necessarily know if this is a complaint it just seems like the stuff that he's saying is like too perfect a little bit and i don't know why i just not that it's a bad thing i just i don't know i feel like what he's saying um it, it just seems like the stuff that he's saying is like that's the stuff you're supposed to say, um, more so than 
you know, just what you're what you say. Or, I don't know. It, just, it it it's not that I felt like it was acted or like he was putting on something else, but like what he said was too good, and I think there's just a little part of me is like well, I don't know if that's actually gonna play out as it should. But. Yeah, I think part of the reason why I like him is most of the other people and their, like, intro statements just kind of tell you, like, very vague things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I play baseball, or oh, I'm a football star, mm-hmm. or, like, I like long walks on the beach. And he was, I think, the only person out of this group that went, like, this is what I'm looking for the future. I'm being very honest That's with fair. you. you know what, that, so that, that, I, I want to give him fair. the genuine points for that, yeah. where a lot of other people are just like, you'll get to know me as the season goes. And he goes kind of like, look, this is what I feel. I'm not wasting your time. If this isn't what you're looking for, let me know. And yeah. I think he should get some points for that. Yes. I, I, that is that is perfectly fair. Right. Cool. So moving on to Chase Ferguson. So he... His face is his face is interesting. His face is interesting. I'll, yes, I agree with that. Also, he had a very interesting... I liked his uh, opener. He came in saying, throughout this process... It's all about the chase, and the chase is what makes the ending that much better. Now, he thought that was a good line. Honestly, in terms of being memorable, it's not bad. I've heard a lot of worse openers. We'll talk about some of the worse openers as yes. we get further down. No, but I, I, I honestly, he also, which I, don't know, I, we're, I think we're just going to kind of jump all over as we move down this list, but he gets confronted for not being here for the right reasons later on in this episode. I agree. And I think when in the first or in after the final rose, because he was one of those guys, he came out saying, hi, I'm Chase Ferguson, full name. And then when he comes out onto this show in his opening line, he says his name three times. Yeah. I And I, I think that's definitely a move if you want to get your name out there. I also think the way that he responded to Becca when he was confronted, he couldn't keep his story straight. Like, there's a difference between kind of, like, being vague and not being sure of the details when it was someone that you were with, like, two years ago. Because you might not be able to mention every single Mm -hmm. date or when it technically started and ended. But he went from saying that they dated for two weeks but known each other for about a month to saying they dated for a whole month to saying that they didn't date at all because it it wasn't serious. That's someone who definitely... Is lying through his teeth. Yeah, he, he, he he might had some some wonderful diarrhea of the mouth going yeah. there. Like he just he didn't know what to say, so he was just spitting out whatever nonsense Honestly, he could think of. It, he might not even have, he like he could have been sent home, and he might have been there for the right reasons. But if you're gonna present some sort of defense for that, it's to better to just like just... be honest and say, "Hey, we had a really bad breakup. She doesn't like and, me. Like, I don't like her. To, Sorry about that." Or something. Take a like second that. to process it rather than. Go running straight from when uh, someone confronts you because Chris R confronted him. They're both from originally from Orlando, um, but when he got confronted, he just ran to back. I was like, "Well, let me let me cover my my butt." Yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem genuine at all. Want to know what my favorite part of of his I guess m- ranting or I guess whatever he was saying? Oh, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. In the middle, when he, after he was confronted by Chris, he, and he was just saying things. Just in the middle of what he was saying, he just stopped and said, like, women, like, women, am I right? And just, like, in the middle, he, like, he doesn't even, like, he was like, I knew her for a week and, like, whatever. It was nothing. It was nothing. Women. And the other thing is, it, it was just. You could tell that even if he uh, wasn't there for the wrong reasons, even though I keep repeating yeah. that line, he just wouldn't have been good for Becca. Well, it, I'm glad he went home. Yeah, and I also think that 
at least in regards to that line, like he was about to say like a women MR. It's like, oh wait, no, that's I'm not allowed to say that. That's not acceptable anymore because that's he, he's got that's sexist and yeah. the arrogance of Jordan, but he doesn't have the funniness to back it up. Uh, yes, I would also say it's a different kind of arrogance. Yeah, Jor- it, Jordan's more, a little more narcissistic, which is what Jordan, makes it funnier. Jordan's more narcissistic. I would say Chase is a little bit more. Well, I'll just say douchey on a podcast. I mean, you just said it, so... Yeah, well, I, I might bleep it. We'll see. You um, can just do it like the needle, dick. Just say douche, Well, I, 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 I gotta bleep that out as well. So let me just make a note. That's 18 minutes into the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, at least into the recording. But yes, he is a, a douchey motherfucker. It just... I, I, I know people like him, and there's... I, I as soon as I saw his face and like the shifty kind of way he was acting, yeah. I was like, "That's someone who does not seem like a genuine human being, mm-hmm. but did not pick their character before they got to filming." Yeah, yeah. So you would be able to get in, and just that would pop up, and you know, it it did, and it did not work. On the bright side, did not work for him. This sigs directly into Chris. Yes, we're uh, and you know we already kind of talked about him uh, when he came out. Uh, he had one of the best entrances. He was the last person to go, and he was the one that brought a choir. I really honestly liked him. Yeah. I kind of liked the way he handled the situation with Chase because, honestly, Chase didn't have to bring it straight to Becca. He could have just had a conversation with him and said, like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what I heard. Heard from Chase that, hey, it was a bad breakup two years ago. Like, I understand that that may me not will paint me in a good light but i want that second chance or something like that mm-hmm. and he didn't do what we saw a lot from like crystal or someone from the last season where mm-hmm. they would go through and go straight to Ari and be like here's all of the things that i don't like about them instead he just went straight to the person he had a problem with and said like hey dude i don't yeah. really trust you right now give me a reason to and chase just went in you know and, did not <laughs> and self-destructed i i would say that is it, it was I guess the right move to go and handle it himself, but it is a really risky move because uh, n- normally, I mean, it, it's good that he brought it to Chase and not to Becca, but normally when you uh, accuse someone of doing something, they then drag you down with them. And normally it's not great for either of them. And I have a feeling uh, looking forward and we got a little taste of this on uh I guess they'll look forward at the season at the end of the episode. He's going to be accusing a lot of people for not being there for the right reasons. Yeah, I feel like if it was just Chase and just because he knew the girlfriend or the ex or whatever Mm -hmm. and went like, hey, I know this girl. This girl told me some really awful things. Here's your chance to like defend yourself. Because also that's the kind of thing that's going to come up anyway. So doing it in the first episode Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, let's clear the air now isn't a bad thing but if he takes it and starts doing it to everybody as a way to try to like clear the competition because it worked once i have a feeling that's going to get him sent home real fast yeah all right i i agree with that also just quick side note on that props to Kristen or chris ton and blake because after chris r called um, or after, I guess, Chris R. brought the issue up to them, they are like, yeah, definitely go and, and, and deal with this and make this a thing so you can, not only are you sending Chase home, you might, it's like, it just, it's a, it's a smart move on their part because it's probably dragging both of those guys down. 
Yeah, and and it's also the right thing to do in a way where if you, after Becca's last season with Ari, with a lot of people hiding things from her and so on, saying that if you have this information, get that air cleared way before the season actually starts because you want to be able to make those genuine connections without the secrets. Because you know, Mm -hmm. since this happened right after, like, afterthoughts, anytime Mm -hmm. someone goes... I have a secret and it's not a really sweet secret. Like I'm hiding a puppy in my room and I want you to meet him. That would be so great. It would be so great. That would be so great. I don't know why anyone hasn't done it yet. If I was a bachelorette candidate, which is probably not going to happen, but if I ever was Fair. a bachelorette candidate, like a decade from now or whatever, I would totally bring my cat. It would just be like, hi, you want to meet my kitty? Look, this means that you remember me as the cat girl, which might make me look weird on television, but yeah. boy, will that get me one-on-one time. I mean, it, it, there has, there's been chicken girls. There was a girl that brought a pet chicken. I mean, there the are show. also horse girls, too. Yeah. No, no. I mean, on The Bachelor, there was a girl that actually brought her own pet chicken on the show with her. That makes That's me thing. so happy. That's a thing that happened. I mean, I appreciate Kendall bringing some of her taxidermied animals with her, too, because yeah. they, like, meant a lot to her. And I would totally bring Oliver, and I'd feel bad for anyone with allergies, like, staying yeah. in my room. I'd be like, hi, yes, he might be shedding on you, but he's wonderful. Exactly. The real man in my life is mm-hmm. my cat. That'd be a great, like, one-liner for The Bachelor. It's just, like, I'm here searching for, you know, true love that understands they'll be second to my feline companion. Yeah. I agree. Well, all right, so let's move on to the next one, Christian. Uh, he did not have that much screen time in this episode. Uh, he is former soccer player. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's that much. I wish we'd else. gotten to know him a little more because he seemed kind of nice. He seemed kind of nice. Um, the, my, I guess, problem, I mean, I don't know if I'm just being too sensitive. I probably am being a little bit too sensitive about this. And Chris R also did it. But when Christian met Becca, he said, you know, and did like a little twirl. That was their thing. And like when he was doing it, he, it's strong object, objectification. Like as she was spinning, let me look at the butt and then back up when she turned around. It's, yeah. It, I don't know if I'm being too sensitive on that, but that just like, oh, that's creepy. It was like Blake with the hands on the horse. Yeah. It's, it's probably, you know, the, not that it probably happens all the time to pretty people, but. Yeah, the thing that I would wonder is how many of the Bachelorette candidates mm-hmm. gave Becca once over when they stepped out. So I mean, it, that makes me wonder what the editing is. Is like, did yeah. they focus on some people I mean, and not I, I others? Think, at least for me, it gets weird when you're like right in their face. Chris R did it too when he met like held her hands, took like a step back, like looked down, like right in her face. It's like, oh, that's that's some nice confidence. I mean, as a female identifying person it happens a lot and a lot of people don't think that we notice when their eyes go not to our faces yes so i didn't like it much but it wasn't as bad as it could have been yeah there there are worse things i just when i notice it and i don't usually notice it it's like oh that's that's okay yeah i i wish we got a chance to hear him talk to her because maybe he just made a like faux pas the way some other people did when they like first met her yeah i mean it it wasn't even that it was bad and at least he had the decency to make sure she was looking the other direction when he when he checked her out so my hope is that he just didn't realize the dress was backless and there was less of a butt look and more of a oh wow that is more skin than i was expecting keep turning keep turning like kind of thing I, i mean i don't even know it was just it was also his introduction or his i guess when he got out the limo 
it was just really quick. It was just one that they were moving through to get to the next guy, just because he was yeah. barely in the episode, and uh, he's, you know. So. You could guess he was going home, honestly, because yeah. I don't think I heard him speak after that introduction. Yeah. Yes. All right, next guy, uh, Kristen, Kristen Staples, or Chris Staples, as he is known in the Duncan community. He is a former Harlem Globetrotter, which is, I think, the best job that anyone has ever had that's gone on to one of these shows i loved him honestly yeah it's i i was talking to my mom my mom also loved loved chris staples it, he was great um the internet was i think more you don't necessarily impress a date by dunking over them are you kidding me that is incredibly well, impressive so it, it is incredibly impressive but like that's not necessarily the most romantic move I mean, I feel like for the first night also, ro- like, he he's definitely right. Like, everyone is trying to romance her for the first point. Yeah, so I think the romance comes make, later. You know, something fun that makes you stand out is probably, you know, a good move. Um, And it, it worked. He's, you know, still around. I would also just two small things that I will add for him. Uh, He did, he dunked over Becca. Not only did he dunk over Becca, he did it in suit pants, which... I don't understand how that's possible. He also did that on a wet driveway. Yeah. It was a wet... Like It was one of the coolest ridiculous. things I've ever seen. Not just because he dunked over her, but the number of obstacles standing in his way that could have meant he accidentally kicked yeah. her in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like, he is a dunker that jumps over people for a living. I'm sure if he was wearing shorts and his thing, he would be able to, like, jump... Like, his whole body would be able to get over Becca. But, like, there's just so many small little things that... I don't think most people would think about when it comes to this duck. It was a ridiculously good duck. I think he also really impressed her, and it was yeah. definite points in his direction. She got a lot of people wanting to, like, talk about, yeah. you know, their plans for the future or, like, little, like, kind of romancy stuff. And I feel like the people that stood out to her the most were the people that, like, did something fun and didn't yeah. just go, like, let's have our big romantic moment right now, even though we met five minutes ago and you don't know who I am. Yes, that, that is true. Um, also, I would think I think this is it was a good move too because after he dunked on her, everyone started playing basketball and it was like a second. It was like, well, we're we're at this really stressful, I guess, cocktail party, and now everyone's just playing basketball and having a good time. It puts him in a really good light because it yeah. shows that he's a good guy. He's not just doing it for attention. He'll also play basketball and he'll help lighten the yeah. mood. And and I think that also is just also a smart move because. That was a large, it's at least a pretty significant part of the night um, where they were playing basketball. Now whenever she thinks of basketball, she'll think of him. And like that whole, when she was playing with all the guys, it was mostly just him because he started it. Um, Yeah. Which is cool. I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully the rest of the season, him being kind of like a light in the house. Because you know there's always the people that start drama. And they're not really allowed to do that much while they're in the house. So I, I hopefully he'll end up being one of the people that just kind of like makes everyone's time there a little better. Yes, I, I agree. I, I really like him. Um, I will add a little word of, of caution that he could easily just be on the show to promote his dunking. Um, because he goes on the show and the first thing he does is dunk on The Bachelorette. Which like... I get is a good move, but in my mind, it's like, he could just be promoting himself. And it's not a bad move. It's a decent promotion, just there's a small part of me with my bachelor skepticism that he's not there for the right reasons. 
We'll see. I mean, I feel like for most of the candidates, I, I will fully admit this is only my second time watching something in the Bachelor franchise. Well, third, if you count Winter Games, of course. Yes. So I'm not as versed in everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the majority of people that go on this show are not doing it as they would quote for the right reasons. Because, yes. like, finding love for them, I feel like for the most part, is this, like, fun secondary thing but first and foremost they're there to promote themselves and get famous so at least the people that i'm looking at right now are the people that yeah are sure doing it for the fame or doing it to promote something but also being genuinely nice to becca and wanting to get to know her because you can tell the difference between people that are more self-obsessed and on the show to promote themselves and the people that are promoting themselves yes but they're, but just, also, they're also going to have fun to yeah have a good time. doing it to you know maybe i will find love if we really connect and if not that's fine but mm. i at least from the last season you could also tell which people really were there for the connection with the bachelor yeah all right cool all right next one clay harbor Former Eagle, Patriot, uh, Jaguar, and Lion, which is pretty cool. I know he's your favorite because he's a Patriot. He's up there for me just because, you know, I love him and the Patriots, even though he was cut from the Patriots relatively quickly. Doesn't matter. Uh, he, he got paid, so that's good for him. Um, but yeah, he is a former football player, and uh, he also got the first uh montage and like he was the very first bachelor that or yeah bachelor that we met on this season i liked him he seemed very genuine and i know i say that a lot yeah. but like you can tell the people that are actually just like genuinely good people and might be a little nervous and a little awkward but like yeah. they're nervous and awkward because they want it to go well versus being nervous and awkward because they run into issues like you saw with chase where he wrote himself yes. into a corner basically yeah and no, i and clay was definitely nervous when he got out the limo um i mean he was super happy and i think excited to i don't even know if he was super happy because he's it, it was I, an he, endearing he, 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 kind he, of nervousness yeah it was an endearing kind of nervousness um but he also uh started strong with two puns he said, I caught a lot of patches, uh, passes in my day, but if I were to land you, you'd by far be the biggest catch of my life, which is sweet. And then I'll catch you inside, which it's, I guess, another catch pun, which that's fine. But uh, I do appreciate those puns. Um, but yeah, it's I, I kind of felt Clay is too nice. Like, I feel like he's just too, like, too much of a sweetheart of a nice guy. Not, not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah, well, kind of like that... the way that like you and Ryan are two nice people. It's like, okay, I that guy just he seems like he's a nice guy. He he definitely helped his grandma, but he like if if you're his friend, he'd help you if you needed it. Um, like even if it was inconvenient to him, he feels like he's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, the thing that I find interesting is you know how a lot of people like put themselves up to be on the Bachelor. Like we know Jordan put himself up to be on the like Bachelorette. Yes. We know that Clay was recruited. Like, yes. this isn't something that he went on to promote himself or to get famous. This is something that they asked him to do. Yeah, they asked him to do it because they wanted professional athletes to finally be on the show because that's kind of – that's a big deal if they can get some real athletes on the show. And yeah, and we know Becca's dated a lot of athletes in her time as well, so it fits yes. her type. R- so- race car drivers are athletes too. I'm just, yeah. just saying. Maybe, uh, maybe. That's a debatable It's questionable, point. but – It's, like, it's half a sport. It's half a sport, yeah. 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 But that that's kind of why I also really like him is 
it, since he's on the show, it's not because he's looking for fame. He's on the show because he agreed and he is looking for love. And I think that nice, like, genuineness is going to seep through. Because you saw, like, as he walked past, Rebecca turned around and was just like, he's so nervous. Like, I feel you. Like, I understand. Yeah. And I think even if he wasn't the smoothest guy because he was so nervous, she really appreciated that because she's getting a lot of people coming in with these, like, fancy one-liners that you can tell have been rehearsed. And, like, the chicken costume is great. But it also yeah. doesn't really give you a chance to get to know the actual guy because you have to get through the gimmick. And yeah. she knows that it's someone who's, like, you know, gone through and, like, been thinking about this. But having someone come up and go, you know, I didn't really plan to be on The Bachelor. I'm just here and I like you. That's a good feeling. Yeah. And I, I think he also backed that up uh, when he had his one-on-one time with her. Because his name is Clay, he brought Clay or should I say Play-Doh. I liked it. And the fact that he was going like, oh, hey, like, I'm not an artist, but, you know, this gives us something to do with our hands. Because you can see that he was really nervous, but instead of just, like, fidgeting or, like, making it awkward um, or about his nerves, yeah, he gave himself something to do. Not a bad move. Um, yeah. It's, it, 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 it was nice. It's a decent pun. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was I, – I like Clay. I don't know if he's going to necessarily do that well. Yeah. It, but it's, if I would say, like – the people that friendly. I think are going to go far with Becca and the people that I personally like best, I would say he's probably middle of the road for Becca, but he's in my top. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, moving from one football player to another, we got Colton Underwood. He was the first one out of the limo. He also had his dog in his intro video and his niece, who I thought was very good on camera. I'm, I'm a she fan was, of... I'm, she was I a am, sweetheart. I am a fan of his niece. Yeah. And she has cystic fibrosis, which makes me sad, but, you know. She's got a good uncle, though. She does have a good uncle. He's he's now done playing football, and he's pretty much spending his entire, I guess, life raising money for cystic fibrosis and getting kids uh, that need help, like the vests. Um, which, like, this is something I noticed, and this is a slight tangent, um, but Colton wore a lot of vests in his video. Like, he wore, like, the puffy vest, and then he also wore, like, the velour vest with the hood. Yeah. And I just thought it was kind of funny, or I don't know about funny, but it was symbolic that, you know, he also spends a lot of his time with his niece and helping get kids that need cystic fibrosis vests. I was like, oh, vests is a thematic through line of this guy, which I think is kind of nice. I don't know if that was unintentional. I would but, say in terms of like my perspective of Colton is he's a good guy who's doing mm-hmm. good things. I would say he might not be 100% on The Bachelor because he wants love, but also because he's trying to promote his charity. And I think it's a decent mix of both. Yeah, and I think that's a good reason to to do it. And I think, you know, he's probably... Um, I mean, if he, he falls in love, he's not going to be like, oh, no, I can't do this. Yes. But I would say that of the people where we're not sure if they're there entirely about Becca, I would say he's probably not there entirely about Becca. Yeah. But at least what he's using his, like, moments of fame to do is for a good cause. It's yes, not definitely. for his own personal image. Yeah. So that's good on him um, for doing all that nice stuff for cystic fibrosis. Um, yeah. Also, Becca thinks he's attractive, because that's what she said after he walked in the house. You know, he's a football player. He's very, very, like, in shape. Mm-hmm. He has the, the blonde hair. 
uh, deal going for Yeah, him. I have a distinct feeling that her type might be, you know, no, light-colored hair, is... big muscular dudes. I, I, I think her type is very much athlete. Oh, yeah. And I, Colton fits that. To a T. Exactly. Okay, Connor. He, uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. He copied Becca's entrance when he, he walked did. out the limo. He did basically the same exact thing, got on one knee uh, instead of Ari getting on one knee and said the thing and said, let's do the damn thing. Uh, so he did that. Honestly, it wasn't that memorable for me because you knew a lot of people were going to do, like, references to so, that. So, yeah. And he just did some. Like, I didn't even realize that he was copying Ari's until I watched it back a second time. I was like, oh, wait, that is what Ari, that is what Becca did to Ari. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's sure. I think there were better things that he could have done. Yeah. Um, also, he was the first one to steal Becca. Um, like, right after all the guys got in the house. And, like, they had a little toast. And he was like, okay, Becca, can I, I steal you for a minute? First one to do that. Always a bold move. Um, usually, it's the villain in the house that does that. Because um, they want to get as much time as possible. And they don't really care about other people's feelings. But Connor, after he did that move, just kind of... Blended in with everyone else. and yeah. Honestly, I feel like of the people who did it that way, like, he did it the most kind of, like, smoothly. Because you saw he, yeah, he, a he lot where, in, like, in, people do that and then try to monopolize her. And instead, yeah. he, like, he, he, took his he, time he, he and did then it left. And then backed out. I was like, she's going to remember who I am because I was first. And that's enough to get me to next week. And let's not come across as a... And I think he'll also win points for her for not sticking around because having been in those shoes fairly yeah. recently, she's going to remember like the fight to get the most attention from Ari, exactly. and she's going to remember hating the people that stood there the most and like blocked other people's time. So yep. I think she'll appreciate that he took the first move, but then also backed down. Yeah, I mean he also. So yeah, let's move on. Also, Connor was a professional baseball player. He played on the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of the people in here, if not were professional, like, athletes in some manner, or or semi-pro, they also did fitness training, or were very outdoorsy physical people. Lots of those people. Um, Yeah, so next was Darius. He was one of the After the Final Rose people, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. He had a, his entrance was very much, hi, you remember me? Okay, it's great seeing you. I'm excited to see where this thing goes. And then he moved and then went in the house and then didn't pop up until the end of the episode. Yeah. I Very wanted, forgettable. I wanted I to get to know him more. Like they talked about him want, like loving to dance. I'd love to see him like doing more and stuff like that. Yeah. But it looks like he just didn't really stand out from the crowd, unfortunately. Yeah. He just, yeah. Like, he, he seemed like a nice guy at the, after the final rose. Just, I just don't think he had a the connection. Yeah, I feel like no matter what in this kind of affair, there's always going to be those couple of people that you meet and you just don't click in some way. And it has nothing to do on either person. It's just more like, hey, we're not necessarily immediately compatible. It's like you could tell she and Garrett, who are going to get to, like had that moment of being immediately compatible. And you saw that with Blake. And you saw that, I mm-hmm. think, also a bit with um, – I'm going to scroll back to make sure that I get all the names right because everyone blends into each other – she had that with Kristen, and she also did have that with Clay. Like, mm-hmm. you saw when they were moving and making the liquor figurines and, like, laughing with each other that they had that moment of, like, bonding. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of moments of bonding, this next person 
surprisingly did very well. Uh, I like to call him Mr. Chicken Man because he is the Chicken Man. Uh, David, who came out in a chicken suit. I loved it. Mostly not just because he looked ridiculous, and I really appreciate people that are willing to look ridiculous on TV, especially in a franchise such as this where, like, people want to look attractive and they want to look very, like, well done. And he was just like, I'm going to wear a ridiculous chicken suit and look stupid. But also the fact that, like, even though he was going all the way in terms of, like, making a bit of a fool of himself, he seemed to, like, really be kind of open about himself and willing to talk about things and didn't just rely on the chicken suit to get him through. Yeah, he was... He very much knew that this whole process was kind of silly and stupid, which is something that, you know, everyone that does the show kind of should realize. I'm sure Becca knows that. If they don't know it when they start, they know it, it by the end. I mean, it, 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 it has worked many times, um, but it is still kind of silly. Uh, and I think he was just like, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good time. At least on the first night, I'm going to wear a chicken suit. And if she finds it funny and we have a connection, great. If not... I get to wear a chicken suit on TV. And my favorite part about him is that he committed to the bit. Yeah, like the Becca like, and stuff like that. Like, I feel like if you wore a chicken suit and then kind of tried to take it off super fast or something like that, yeah. then it wouldn't really have worked. But honestly, he was like, if I'm going to be ridiculous, I'm going to be fucking ridiculous. Well, I think on, on top of him just wearing the chicken suit and like having it in the house, he stayed in character. Like, there were the like, dancing. I love the no, chicken no. So, dance. So, like, when he, uh, I guess, got together, um, like when he had his one on one time with uh, Becca, um, they had, I guess, their, uh, they they started with doing the chicken dance, and then they had like a real conversation. But on top of that, outside of their conversation, and outside when he first got there, when he was walking around the house, he was walking around flapping his wings. Um, when uh, when um, uh, Jordan like like left him uh on the couch by himself he just started becoming to himself like it just he committed to it and i think that level of dedication should go rewarded and also i shows that he's got a really good sense of humor and i feel like yeah. a lot at the bachelor and bachelorette it's easy to kind of fake like oh yeah, yeah i'm funny i have these pre-prepared jokes and he just honestly gave himself to the part yeah i think he, he just wanted to have fun and he was making these jokes because i think he he had a good time doing it not because um, it necessarily helped him because I don't think wearing a chicken suit is necessarily a, a, a helpful move. There are better costumes that you could go to if you want yeah. to be memorable based on like being attractive or like referencing something that she would find funny. And yeah. honestly, I think he did it just because if he was nervous, it was a great way to like have fun. If he got yeah. eliminated the first night, he went on TV in a chicken suit. And honestly, I think if he and Becca keep having the conversations like they did the first night, I could see him going pretty far, honestly, because he seems like a really hilarious guy yeah. that's really open to a yeah. lot of things. And I will also say he has provi- he provided some of the best puns of the night. Yeah. I mean, you like, can even see it with his, his introduction like on the website yeah. where he's like, he loves guacamole but hates avocado. Hope that's not a deal breaker. Yeah, but also, well, l- 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 let me go through. On top of just the Becca or Becca pun, um, his line to Becca was, look, I'm not here to ruffle feathers, and hopefully we can build an excellent relationship throughout this time here. I'll see you in the hen house, which is great. And then on top of that, once they had their alone time, uh, actually, well, the other one, he even got a good pun out of Becca, 
when Becca was talking about him in her uh, ITM or in the moment, she said, I've always loved chicken nuggets, but David's personality is so fun. And I just, I love that line. I just love yeah, it so much. I, honestly, I think they play off of each other really well. So I'm yeah. excited to see where the two of them go. Definitely. All right. Next up, Garrett. Also a funny guy. Also a funny guy. Uh, he had, I would, he had my favorite, um, I guess, out of the limo moment where he didn't come out of the limo because he brought a minivan. Yeah, honestly, I have such mixed feelings for him right now because during the episode, I would say he was one of my top three. But yeah. like for Becca, I felt like yeah, they would get along really well. Um, he was very funny. The minivan move is just such a good move it made her laugh and then the and fishing because it gets them a chance to like be close together more physically but not in a way where he's imposing himself on her because you see a lot of exactly. guys will try to do like slow dancing or something like that that's an excuse to touch but not necessarily appropriately but he gets a chance to like show her how to fish which is a way yeah. to get some of that physical like closeness without breaching any boundaries yes it's it it was like throughout this episode he had a bunch of really good moves that I it, it makes sense why he got the first impression rose and the first kiss of the season. So, like, that makes sense. However, uh, I think right after the episode or during the episode... I found out right after because yeah. um, Becca Martinez... Or Becca M. from yeah. Ari season. Then, you know, I'm bad at social media. So it's not reblogged. It's like retweeted. Yeah, she like retweeted um, Huff an article, article. From, from HuffPost uh, about, I think, Garrett's Instagram. Yes. Where he, he has liked, liked a lot of things. Liked some things that uh, are, I believe, uh, very transphobic. Sexist, transphobic. Um, you could argue also racist as Maybe well. Maybe racist. I, honestly, I don't remember what the posts were i just knew that they all were not great yeah i read through it and i looked at a lot of the articles that he liked and it's not the the thing that i see kind of like bandied back and forth the most about this is just Mm -hmm. like difference in politics versus difference in morality like you can date someone who has very different politics than you like you see a lot of people that don't necessarily agree on the same presidential candidates or the same like foreign policy things that are able to date and do just fine but there's a difference between having a a distinct idea of like who you want to be in the government or what you consider to be priorities for the government and having someone else disagree with you and having a different sense of morality where the things that you're joking about isn't you know a political cartoon it's about someone's right to be a person yeah who they want it's so i i am 100 percent with you but also when it just comes to where they stand um in terms of uh their political views uh so at, from the transphobic stuff you can kind of get a sense that he is um uh, more right-wing while becca the cover letter or the cover photo on her twitter hillary clinton not hillary clinton well, she said she voted for hillary clinton joe biden so like the fact that she has a a democrat as 
on, I guess, her cover on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, she also spoke about voting for Hillary and being a feminist, which I find really interesting yes. because one of the posts that he liked was making fun of feminists and saying that Tommy Lauren was better being conservative non-feminist because she was pretty, and then they had a picture of an overweight woman that they took that's a really bad picture of her yeah. and is making fun of her going, oh, I guess we win because feminists are... I apparently assumed that this was pretty. supposed to be less pretty. I don't, Honestly, it was a stupid like thing. Yeah. But also, so that, yeah. the he also liked a pose saying that they might as well like throw the immigrant children back over the wall. Yeah, which is oh, just yeah, I forgot about that one. That yeah, one it, it's not even oh. like one or two going. Oh, I'm not a real feminist because I believe in equality between men and women that you see sometimes like bandied around. Where it's honestly a good guy who just doesn't understand what feminist means. Yeah. And I've met a bunch of people like that in college. Where by the end of the four years, they were going, "Okay, I'm a feminist. I get where things are coming from. We're just using different terminology." You can't backtrack from something like that. That. I mean, That's it right. might not technically be considered racist. I personally consider it kind of racist and shitty, but I'll I'll say shitty. I'll curse. You can bleep me out. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough, and I, it's it's tough because I really he was one of my favorites after the episode. And yeah, I I, I went to... through like the seven stages of grief in those ten minutes after yeah. I read that article because I wanted to like him, and I felt like he was probably Becca's number one even before he got the first impression rose. But yeah. I I just have a lot of feelings. I also want to point out that I've been spoiled about a lot thanks to this. Yes. So there are things that I can't say until the end of the season now. I have not been spoiled, so don't you dare spoil anything for me. I won't. Uh, but yeah, it's there, there are things that I, I think. ABC is going to have to make a statement about it as well, most likely. And Ooh. right now they're being super quiet, okay, so that's going to be hard. Anything. Don't say anything. No, I, I just, a lot of people were talking about in the comments, nothing to do with spoilers, going like, people reached out to ABC for comments saying like, did you know about this? Like, what's going on? It yeah. was deleted, so did you not know about it because it was deleted? And it's been radio silence, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because eventually so. they're going to have to say something. Yep. All right, moving on to a less controversial person, Grant. Um, he was the second person out of the limo. He uh, reminded Becca immediately of all the tough stuff she just went through. Yeah, I didn't really like him. Not that he was a bad yeah. person. I just didn't have any sort of connection to him. Yeah, he he just kind of that was his existence in the episode. There's yeah, he much, flopped a bit. Not much else to say. Not that he's bad. I mean, I'm a fan that he had his uh his sisters in his uh. Oh wait, no, that was in something else i mean it's one I, of yeah. those where it's like but. the hard part about certain people that you only really see in their entrance is they could honestly be what the most wonderful person you'll ever meet in your life but you don't really get a chance to see them aside from that entrance so if yeah. their entrance flopped you just don't end up having them really stick in your memory yeah. unless they flopped awfully bad yes that is true all right next up we have jake Jake is from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Guess who else is from Minneapolis, Minnesota? Becca. Be exactly. Um, they knew each other in the past. And I'm, I'm so glad that he got sent home. That was sent off like... Yeah, he he got sent off early from uh, the episode uh, before the rose ceremony, which is great for so many reasons. One, because I mean it wasn't going to work out, so good for Becca for just knowing how it is and just cutting it 
cutting yeah. it when it needed to be cut. Also, it added a little bit of extra drama uh, in the episode, which is great. Also, I think it added a good kind of pressure to the guys in the house because I felt like mm-hmm. some of them walked in just assuming that it was going to be easy peasy. All they had to do is be attractive and say some one-liners and they'll easily stay on for a while and get their 15 minutes of fame. And this kind of snapped them back to reality. Yeah, and I think it was good for some of the people also like Jordan as well who definitely were kind of like in this to promote themselves a bit. Whether or not he's in it also for Becca is mm-hmm. like there, but you I definitely had some people that were there more to talk about themselves and you could see as they panned around the room the shock. Who got scared. Yeah, who got scared, who also is then going to have to bring it in the next episode or two because I especially appreciate the way Jordan, and I know we haven't quite gotten to him yet, but was talking about how he wanted Becca to come to him and he wasn't going to seek her out. And that's a kind of like male attitude you see a lot around people where it's like, Mm. I don't have to put in the work to get to know this girl because it's her job to kind of like make me me. want to like her. It's her job to seek me out. And that's not what The Bachelorette is about. All of the season is about Becca. So I think it made... guys trying to get her, not her trying to get yeah, I think guys. it made the guys that were looking for kind of a woman to chase after them to come back to reality. Like and maybe have to reevaluate how. How they're going to approach her. Because if yeah. they want it to be a genuine relationship, they can't meet her 60-40. It's got to be a straight 50-50. Yes, and we'll get back to that uh, very soon. Um, but yeah, so Jake... Bad guy. He got drunk, and I—I'm pretty sure he got drunk. He looked like he was—he was definitely drunk by trashed. the time he was leaving. Yeah, so that's not a great look for him. But you know, whatever. All right. Um, next is Jason. Uh, he is a senior corporate banker who has the hair to match. I appreciate that he's graying early the way a certain someone did. I wonder if is that he was—he's graying a bit. I thought. Really? It could also be the printout that you have. Is yeah, no, the printout I have is not good. It's see, on the thing. Ah, the yeah. printout that I had made it look like he had the same Ari salt oh, yeah. and pepper, no, and no. I was about to be like, I wonder if that was on purpose. Oh yeah, just a, a a quick little note for all of our listeners out there. Um, I made a cheat sheet for all the guys in this season of the Bachelorette, and I also made one for uh the week one episode so i'm going to release those both uh with this episode i appreciate it because i'm really bad at matching faces to names if you point at a guy i'll know who he is if you ask me what his name is i'll give you a blank look yeah so it's uh so i did that and that will be shared but yeah this jason guy his hair is real rough yeah I, I i can't get behind it it was I, really I, greasy I is what it looked like and i can't tell if it's because he used too much so like much, product so much to product. slick it back so much product or if he's not showering regularly because he's got that like no um, shower maybe. kind of thing yeah i mean there is one guy that uh, i know doesn't uh wash the hair that often but we'll get to him in a minute and all yeah um but yeah so he's his hair's uh, he also tried doing a handshake with becca which you I can mean, tell kinda... he's a banker Yes, you can tell he's a banker, um, but apparently that's good enough for him to get through the first week. So, I think honestly, considering a lot of the people that she sent home, it was either because they were obviously a jerk, flashback to Jake, or mm-hmm. they just automatically didn't have any connection. Or Chase, yeah, yeah. So I think that's where a lot of the issue came into is she ran into people that either she knew definitely weren't there to get to know her. Mm-hmm. 
So those and, and, and then it got to, to a point it's like, well, which people are we just gonna send home and send home? Yeah. Like, which ones do I just not have a connection with? Which ones did I didn't have a connection with? Which one did I sit down and have a conversation with and walk yeah. away and not feeling like, like I've learned anything? And then which ones am I just gonna flip a coin and get to them next week? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I I I think I just I mean I feel bad for like knowing that he's gonna go home soon because that might not actually be the case. I just his hair is so bad. I feel like it'll come down to conversations as well as hygiene because it it could have been also, let's say he's sweating really hard and it's wiping back into his hair or something like that. But I feel like for Becca, if people have good conversations, she feels like they're really learning a lot about each other and people are being very open with her. I feel like they'll go further even if us from back home from the first episode go like, hey, I'm not a huge fan of this guy to start with. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next one, uh, Jean Blanc. He has a French name, so he thought that was a good idea that he should speak French. Honestly, I felt like of the people that referenced Let's Do the Damn Thing, I liked his the best because yeah. it was a way of like referencing it in a way that's funny, but also in a way that kind of makes him stand out a bit. Like the French and the showing that he like he's yeah. educated obviously he's attractive mm-hmm. and he he's, really he, made becca laugh and those are strong he, he also smells good see the is... cologne collection weirds me personally out yeah. i'm gonna tell you listeners it's because i have an allergy to colognes and perfumes <sighs> yeah i mean but the he's he's loaded john yeah. blanc like if you can have a he has a watch and a cologne collection uh, like the watch collection, I think had two Rolexes in it. If you just have two Rolexes, that means you have a lot of money. And also, in I guess the little I guess, intro video, he had a little tiny bottle of cologne, like like super small, like smaller than any like size of a pinky finger. Yeah, it was twelve hundred dollars. Oh, he's a definite catch. So like, like hands got, down, he got, he got money. I can see him going for a while because he's also just like from when I like got to know him, he seems like he's a little I don't wanna use the word quirky. It's kind of like Kendall mm-hmm. with her like taxidermy collection. Like there's something about him that makes him like a little unique, a little yeah. different from the other guys. Definitely. But instead of going like, Oh yeah, like I have a couple of bottle of clones because I'm, you know, a little embarrassed about it and don't want to talk about it on TV. He's just like, you know what? This is my thing. I like it. I'm going to talk about it, and I kind of like people that are willing to say, like, here's this thing that's slightly strange about me, even if I don't tell Becca about it, like, this is what makes me me, even if I hate cologne with a burning passion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, then also in his one-on-one, he read a poem to Becca, which is a nice gesture. Um, However, I will note, he doubled down on the let's do the damn thing. Yeah. That was a closing line of the poem, which, you know, it's fine. He has a... I'm sure he's not going to bring it up again. Just he thought that it was a nice way to end the poem. I feel like he probably wasn't expecting as many people to do let's do the damn thing puns. So he felt like he'd be unique. The problem is everybody who did let's do the damn thing puns thought they would be unique. Yeah, there were there were a bunch of those. So, yeah. Um, Cool. Next up, crowd favorite. Joe, the grocery store owner. I know, Errol, that you loved him very much and wanted him to stay. Well, I was ambivalent. So before the episode, he just on paper seems like a great guy. He owns a grocery store. Um, he's from Chicago. Uh, he's not bad on the eyes. He doesn't really have a social media presence, which is usually a decent sign. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he's there for the right reasons, probably. And, you know, 
just when he finally showed up on the show and I started hearing him talk, I was like, oh, that accent. For me, it it's wasn't. It's a bit much. It wasn't even the accent. He just really didn't have a good like introduction. With well, no. Becca. So, so it, it just like for me, the first thing was the accent. I heard the accent. Oh, that's maybe a little too Chicago. And because his accent is very Chicago, it is. It, it is like an a bad actor trying to sound like a Chicago detective. I had a feeling he played up his accent. accent a little bit to try to make himself more memorable, but it probably backfired. That's just not the move. And then when he eventually did get out of the limo, he, uh, well, it, his, he messed up. He forgot what he was going to say, and he just, just kind of froze. And at that point, he just couldn't really recover. And I, I remember, like, a little bit from his one-on-one with Becca. And, like, well, he did kind of make her chuckle a bit. He didn't say anything that made him memorable. And he yeah. didn't reveal anything that made him stand out more than the other guys. Couldn't I think himself out of that hole. I think he just froze a bit too much in front of the cameras, which is honestly, like, a genuine way to react. And I feel kind of bad because I feel like he's all around a really good, decent guy. Yeah. But he and Becca obviously didn't have a spark because I feel like yes. in those kinds of situations you've probably been drinking some alcohol you've been there for a long time like in those kinds of situations it's really easy if you're gonna have any kind of like not even romantic spark just like friend connection or some kind of bond with someone that develops within like two to three minutes of speaking because you're both trying to latch on to any topic that will make you guys like stand out or in some ways like make it less awkward and I felt like he really wasn't able to do that so no matter how wonderful he is without that spark he wasn't going to keep going yeah People really liked him on the internet. That's who they were, I guess, the most upset about out of all the things that happened. So, so far, my top guys have stayed in. So Which, that is good. Um, so next up, John, John Graham. Uh, he was one of the first five guys at Venmo. He was one of the, he's the software engineer. He was one of the software engineers. I don't think he came up with the idea, but he helped. Yeah, make it a thing. So he, he, he's got some money. I can easily see him sticking around, not even for money, but more because he's very intelligent and you can tell. He seems like a smart guy. He also just seems like a nice guy. Yeah, too, and between so. the two things, I can see him like easily at least being able to shop talk with Becca or talk about things that are like generally interesting or yeah. you know just life kinds of things and be able to keep a conversation going I didn't quite see like a spark with them yet but yeah. I, I mean it just it, it seems like Becca was like okay this guy seems nice and he has a lot of money so let's keep him over yeah. other people that seem nice and don't have money like poor Joe, Joe. yeah so I cool. feel like for some of the sending home or like keeping she definitely flipped a coin because there are some people yeah. like with Garrett where you could see obviously really strong connection right away you know that they were gonna like keep going and you could see the same thing with blake is by the end of their like one-on-one from what we saw they had a strong connection you knew blake was sticking around Mm -hmm. and i feel like for a couple of people like joe and john they just didn't have that so it became down to which person did i have a slightly better conversation with or which person has more money or in some ways which person do i think just right away is slightly more attractive and i feel like those are the people that stayed Definitely. All right. Now it's time. Now on to your favorite. He is is my favorite person on the show. Maybe in the world. By by a large margin. Not not for Becca, but just for 
He's just he's great. He's so good. He he had one of the intro videos, uh, and he's he's a male model. Jordan, the male model. Uh, he's he said his brand is the pensive gentleman. That's his brand, and it's. I mean, that is what he is that's, that's being what he booked does. as that's for what, romance. That's what he's being booked booked as, and I just I just think that's amazing. And then on top of that, I, I so. I mentioned that I wrote down, uh, or I mentioned that I made like a guide for, uh, um, you know, all the guys, and then also a week one, I guess, recap type thing, and I kind of went down for all the guys wrote down like what gimmick they did for the rose and whatever. Uh, I was also writing down some of my favorite lines from the episode. Most people like have maybe a half a page filled with stuff. I have two pages loaded with Jordan quotes because he's so amazing. I might not like Jordan very much because I he's, know a little too many guys like him and I loathe them. But he's gonna make he's such good such TV. Such good television. Like I, I feel like like some people are on the show to promote themselves um, and like put on an act to make themselves seem more interesting. I feel like Jordan probably there to promote himself. He's just being himself. Yeah, the, he, the he only... is that level of narcissistic mixed with just super confident in everything he says even though he probably shouldn't be it's just it's it's wonderful the only thing that i would honestly question about jordan is if he's actually there for becca at all I, if he's actually looking for i love. mean i i think at least my philosophy on this show is that people that get on the show um are like i'm i'm here i can promote my brand and if i do find love great that's amazing. That's awesome. But like, if I'm that's not gonna happen, let me promote my thing. I don't think anyone is actively like or, or being there to like just promote their thing and not be like people don't. I would say they just close themselves off. Like if they're I, not feeling it, I don't think they like. I don't stay. think he and Becca are gonna have a great connection. Oh, they they won't. It's just, he'll be around be on... for probably halfway, and then he'll get cut out around the same time Crystal did last season. Well, probably earlier. Crystal and Ari actually had a decent connection. I feel like he's gonna be cut off like midway through the season. But depends depends on how good an actor you're seeing. Because the one thing that I do have to say in terms of Jordan is we've seen a lot of his like interviews, and we've seen a lot of his like comments. We got a chance to see his backstory. He's, he's we haven't so seen him with. Becca yet yeah. and what I'm looking for is to see if the person that we see in the interviews and the person that he is with Becca is very different because that I think is going to show through whether or not he's actually looking for that love connection or whether he's you know keeping that connection going just long enough to get himself promoted and super popular yeah, and it's... we won't know until episode two yeah we will see more of that but I'm just excited for any or all of it that we're gonna get he i don't know it's it, it he's just so narcissistic it's beautiful like when he gets out of the car most of the guys take a second to like look at becca and I'm like wow she's pretty and then goes up and says hi jordan took a second to fix his jacket and then looked up to acknowledge becca before it's just he had to make sure he, he was just, perfect before it just oh my it's so beautiful he, he's gonna make such good tv look, like i can't wait to see him fighting with all the other guys especially the chicken comments the chicken comments were beautiful the chicken comments were great uh one of my personal favorites uh was i'm so focused on myself uh i'm really losing out on potentially sharing myself with someone else it's like it's such a narcissistic way of saying like 
I love myself so much. It'd be a shame if other people didn't get to love me too. I mean, it's, my other oh, favorite so was the one where he's just like, I can't get sent home too early. Like, I couldn't do that to Becca. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's and, so good. I, I, I mean, I don't want to just go down the list of quotes because I could totally do it. I mean, I... Save, save them for, like, I, later I, I, bits. I, 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 will, I will save it for later bits, and I will also, you know, keep them in here for people that want to check out the cheat sheet. Um, yeah, but, like, the, the socks quote. Socks. People quote. need socks. I'm I'm with him on that. All right, let's let's move on. Yeah, if if um, you want like a mini throw to Ryan, who is not here right now, unfortunately. It's oh Jordan, yeah. Jordan runs a four minute and I believe forty. Is it twenty four? Four twenty four. Yeah, four twenty four mile. I thought it was four forty two because you said four forty two when you're like. I might be four forty two. There's a two and a four. Yeah, I think it's 4.42, which is a one second shorter than Ryan Kunzer, who is extraordinarily offended by this. Yes, and it's great and makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, let's continue. Uh, so, I don't spend too much time on Jordan, but after this uh, message from our sponsors. Hey, Errol. Hey, Ryan. Do you remember college... Yes. Oh my God. So long ago, like ages. Week. I know. A week. It was like I feel like I've really gone down since then. I want to go go back to my glory days. Yeah. Well, you know what? What? Uh, I I think a really great way to do it is maybe go on the internet, find uh you know places that you can maybe watch some videos that you know you can relate your college experience to. Oh. Uh, that might be able to bring back... You know what? I have the perfect idea for you, Ryan. What's that? There is a brand new web series called Dollar at the Door. Wow. It's on YouTube. It's about a college improv troupe written, directed, and starring Kira Lesser, also produced by uh, me. And um, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty great, and it's on YouTube, and you can check it out right now. There's four episodes, uh, and they're all pretty awesome. So I think you should do that. You could definitely relive some of your glory days. Uh Think back to when you were in theater and all the traditions that you had to do yep. as part of the group. Um, it's it's a pretty great web series about uh, this group of improv uh, kids and all the stuff they do uh, outside of actually performing. Um, it's super funny. Uh, it is a little raunchy, but um, it's, it's college. You know. Yep. You know how it is. Question. Yes. Do I have to pay a dollar to see it? You do not have to pay a single dollar to see it. It is called Dollar wow. at the Door. But it's on the internet and it's free on YouTube. Just search Dollar at the Door and you'll find the four episodes right there. It's great. It's it's a, just a really fun show. Um, so definitely check it out. I um, will. Yeah. All right. So back to the show. And we're back. Thank you so much to our sponsors for giving us no money. Um, It'll come in time. It will. Hopefully, knock on, knock on wood. Um, yeah. So next up, we have uh, Camille, the social media participant. That's one of the better jobs. Yeah. Uh, of the season. I did not like him. No, he's the, the a bad, the he, not awful, good guy. awful, not good guy. Uh, he his his original concept was good. He came out saying, uh, "I truly feel in relationships it's important for us to meet halfway." And I was with him on that. Becca meet him kind of in the middle between where she was standing in the limo. That's a great idea. It you know says your values in a relationship. 
you know, it's a give and take. And if he had just equal. kept it there. And if he stopped there, it would have been great. But then he decided to uh, make it a not joke. And I was like, wait, no, let's make it 60-40. Let, let me get a little bit more. I was like, wait, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, that just tells you a lot about who he is as a person, and it's not good. Yeah. And then Becca was like, well, no, and kind of trying to laugh it off. Like, no, you meet me 64. It's like, no, you're supposed to be over here. And so like, oh, okay. That, that's someone and, and then, with outdated gender roles, and that's yes. the nicest way to put it. Yeah, and then Becca, after he walked inside, you know, had some snarky remark, you know, about how he's not, that's not going to happen. So it wasn't even a spoiler at that point. We knew he's going home. I was surprised, honestly, that she just didn't send him home straight for the limo. Like, I yeah. could have easily well, have Sarah t- watched her say, like, turn around, get your stuff, like, go. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I could, I could see that, but I think it was just, she was going through the motions a little bit. She's like, okay, cool, let's just, let's send you inside. You're not going to go through anyway, just you mingle for the rest of the night. Yeah, that it's, makes me wonder if he even got one-on-one time or if she just spent the rest of the night avoiding not. him. Probably not, but whatever. Um, all right, next up, we got Leo, the stuntman. I liked him. His hair is wonderful. He kind of reminded me of Jason Moma a little bit. A hundred percent. I got that, that is, vibe. I mean, the hair is just as glorious. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, I would say that uh, the weird bun that he started with wasn't great, but I think it led to a good reveal of the hair. I think he did it because he wanted to do the let down the hair, and if he'd done a tight bun, it could have cribbed some or, like, deflated weird. Yeah. No, And, and also when he was talking to Becca, they shared some beauty tips uh, after the fact about how he keeps his curls so luxurious, uh, which is a leave-in conditioner. And Yeah. yeah so I, I could see him sticking around for a bit. Yeah, he seems like he's going to be a good, fun guy just to have on the show for a couple of weeks to just... Yeah, like, I don't I, know I, if they're going to connect super hard yeah. from seeing them, but in all honesty, I could see them having a good time while they're together. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy uh, and probably a, a decent uh, narrator for the show. So probably on the group date, he's going to have some nice moments. All right, next up, Lincoln, uh, formerly from the After the Final Rose. Uh, where he came out nervous and super talkative, and now this time he stayed super talkative, but he brought cake. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Lincoln because I really liked the cake, and I really liked him from After the Final Rose. I think he was my favorite person from yes. that until Ryan came in with the banjo. Yeah, I really liked Ryan. Yeah, well, totally not biased. Yes, but um, I mean, I I, I think in this episode. Lincoln actually came off really well and yeah. nice and likable. I'm pretty sure my mixed feelings are just coming from the report that you told me about. Yes. So, um, I, I didn't include this in, I guess, my cheat sheet, but there is a report uh, or from Reddit. I don't know if it was an actual research thing, but apparently at his uh, previous job, uh, he thought the toilets were unsanitary. So he wadded up a whole bunch of toilet paper, put it on the floor, and proceeded to do his business there. And that just turns me off. That's, of I, I, th- and, I, th- I think that humanity. turns everybody off. Yeah. It's real weird. It's real weird. And also, the I really then liked him in the episode, and then when it came to like the flash forward that we got with people going, like Lincoln kind of got a little bit of that villain edit. 
not quite as much as like Jordan was getting in episode one, but there is a sense that he might not be getting along well with the other guys. So that kind of, yeah. I like him from the episode, but I'm wary. Yeah, he's, he's on ice right now. I, I, I am interested. I, I think he's going to be a fun person to have on this show because I think he's going to have a turn and characters that have like a turn to. I think he's going to be like Crystal was, where Crystal, at first, I honestly didn't mind her too much. And then, like, an episode or two in, I was just like, oh, wait, no, I thought Chelsea was going to be the villain. But it's Crystal. It's definitely Crystal. Yeah, I could could see that. I could see Um, him switching off with Jordan. Yeah, that being said, I I didn't like Crystal from the start. I felt like her voice was just the worst. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I, I am a huge fan of his accent. It's um, good. It's, it's really it's, good. It, it is a it is a good accent. So it makes them stand out, but in a good way. Yeah. Uh, also, this probably means nothing, um, but he also had got the first rose at the rose ceremony. Um, I don't know if that means anything, but it probably meant that he was kind of one of the first ones. He did really well in after the final rose, and he was my favorite was after after the final rose. And then he was smooth. He brought her cake. Brought like her you're cake, not gonna gave her a bracelet. You're not going to turn down a guy that does that. Yeah. I just worry that he might come on a little strong because, like, they joke about the mm-hmm. now you're part of the family. If he keeps going with that level of, like, we're bonded, we're yeah. bonded, we're bonded, the way, like, Crystal yeah, he might, did. He might take a turn for the yeah. worse, and that'd be very enjoyable. So I want to like him. Right now I do like him. We'll see if that sticks around through the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, okay, so next up is Mike. Uh, he is a sports writer, uh, and... He did not have a great debut, but he's still around. Um, he brought a cardboard cutout of Ari. Yeah, I don't know who talked him into doing that. I feel like it's something not he smart. didn't want to do. I feel like that was a producer-driven thing because he looked uncomfortable. Yeah, Becca I, was uncomfortable. We were all uncomfortable. That's true. My guess is he might be one of the... I don't think he's here for the wrong reasons, but I think he is self-sabotaging a little bit. Yeah. My, my guess, because, uh, I mean spoiler cover your ears for uh five seconds but uh mike or 10 seconds um starting uh now uh mike covered the super bowl which took place during filming so my guess is he probably got the super bowl assignment right before this the show started and he was like let me yeah let me cut this short that Um, or the, he got talked into by the producers doing something, and then from yeah, there on, they just didn't connect. Because that, that seemed very much like a producer-driven thing. Because yeah. like, if he was going to self-sabotage, there are so many less creepy ways to do it than bringing a cardboard cutout of someone's Definitely. ex. Yeah. Um, I will also say, his hair in this episode, atrocious. He, it deflated. He has... Not even that. He... He had uh, so in the the photo that we have on the Bachelor website, he has these long, he has this long hair that's long blonde hair, but it is good hair. Yeah, I, I would like that hair. Well, actually, I don't know if I can, I, I can pull it off, but like, if I could pull it off, I would want that hair. He then just decided that in this episode he's going to go with a messy bun, a messy man bun, and it it, it was not working. I at feel all. like he wanted it out of the way because he knew that he'd be there for a lot of hours and didn't want to have to hairspray it. But you could watch as the night went on, it's starting to deflate and like slide down his I mean, head. I, it, it started bad. 
It, it didn't start bad. I liked it to start with. I, By the end, I, I couldn't out. even realize that he was had a bun because it had slid far so yeah, far down. I, I was out right away. Uh, it's it, it wasn't even just the bun was messy. It was all of the straggly hairs to the side. He put it way too high. It needed mm, to be a low bun. Not, it was not great. A ponytail would honestly have been better, honestly. A ponytail would have been better. I think he could have done, could have done a nice French braid. Um, I feel like it's not long enough for the bun that he tried to do because you need a yeah. lot of volume and the guy's got flatter hair. Yes, definitely. Um, so cool. Uh, let's move on to people with um, different hair. Uh, Nick, he also decided to remind Becca of Ari by wearing a race suit. He creeped me out, in yeah. all honesty. I got real weird vibes off of that kid. I, I, I think he wears one too few buttons on his shirt like you can it's just not even that look. it's his face his face is also weird and on his uh one-on-one time with becca he, he, he brought a personal massager yeah which is weird and creepy and a little gross it's like if we're gonna but... talk about like good ways to get that physical contact with someone on like the first date kind of thing yeah it's like garrett did a good job because fishing is a way where she can like limit how close that she wants to be with you and it's not yeah. weird and you don't have to touch her a lot and like we saw the same thing with a couple of the other people as well where you have the like Kristen who jumped over her still a little bit of physical contact not weird because he got to position her but it wasn't done in a creepy way we have clay with the play-doh where also they're sitting next to each other they're showing each other different things and you get that closeness without it being weird nick and a personal massager you can't come back from that Uh, but he got a rose so i i feel like he was one of the people she flipped a coin on unless he he did something that they just didn't show that like was really really lovely i feel like it was between like nick and joe or something like that and she flipped and Joe yeah. got the short end of the stick. Apparently. So, all right, let's move on from this creepy guy uh, to Ricky, who uh, I thought was really nice. Um, you said before, I think we said you forgot who he was. Yeah, I um, think we saw him in the beginning because we saw the personal trainer and stuff. And I was just like, oh, I really like that guy. And then I just didn't really see him again. Yeah, I mean, when he walked in, his entrance was used as, um, I guess, the punchline to uh um jordan's joke or, yeah. or, or jordan's line where it's like you know I'm, I'm i stand out because i'm wearing a gray suit and then the next guy ricky is wearing a gray suit yeah and like it's like that it didn't have the greatest interest and then on their one-on-one time they didn't spend that much time on it but they did some salsa dancing yeah i like which that. nice um you know and he got to stick around like it, it wasn't necessarily any like it didn't he didn't stand out, but also he didn't necessarily... He didn't fully blend in. He, he didn't fully blend in, yeah. I liked him a lot. I felt like they touched on him too little. Like, I saw the salsa dancing, but it was really, like, two seconds, and they spent so much time, like, on Jordan and then on the drama and the other yeah. stuff that I feel like some of the good guys that we really liked kind of faded into the background a bit, and I'm really excited for episode two, and hopefully those people get pushed out of that background a little bit yeah that'll be nice i mean also some of them will just stay there for four weeks and then go home uh, speaking that always of happens. people that stayed in the background we have ryan your favorite from after the final rose i really liked him on after the final rose he and disappeared. then yeah we didn't see him at all honestly i forgot he was part of the episode yeah like he, he his entrance uh i guess out of the limo was talking with becca about how he doesn't have a banjo this time around yeah 
And then they, I don't even think they showed their one-on-one time. They didn't at all. I would have remembered the jacket because man yeah. is a snazzy dresser. Yes, I, I, I did put a note down. The jacket, on point. I kind of, I have a feeling like he's probably going to go home super soon unless he manages to do something that stands out. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see that spark between them the second time. Yeah, I mean, he also might just be uh, a person that kind of stays kind of hidden for a couple of weeks, then makes a push. Yeah, like I believe Lauren B. I honestly didn't yeah. see that much of her until later on in the season. Yes. I have a feeling like if she really liked him and they made a good connection and he just wasn't as big television-wise as people like Lincoln or so on, mm-hmm. that she might have really liked him and really connected with him. But because we remember him from after the final rose and we have people doing more dramatic stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. they might have gotten boosted more. Because honestly, I felt he was a really like – he was a sweetie. That that yeah. was my like personal sense of him. I mean, I, I think – Ryan's biggest, not a flaw, but like for for this show, uh, he's not an athlete. Yeah, and, and I, I think and he doesn't look like an athlete. And I think Becca likes athletes, and I think that is probably not a great sign. Yeah, but, I I feel like him not bringing the banjo honestly was a mixed bag because on the one hand it made him not stand out too much because if he'd sung her a second song then she probably would have definitely remembered him and would have seen him a little more but at the same time by not doing that he definitely doesn't look like he's in there to promote his soundcloud or something like that yeah he is in a band with his family he is but it wasn't the thing that he promoted like she brought it up he didn't bring it up so it gets a sense that probably he might actually be there for getting to know her and for the right reasons versus being there to promote himself because i didn't get that self-promotion atmosphere from like him and the thing that i noticed is aside from like a few of the sweeties that we saw a lot of the guys were the more self-promotional ones that we saw a lot of like screen Mm -hmm. time be given to this round so i hope some of the people that faded into the background are the people that are really genuinely there and i also feel like the self-promotional people are the ones that make the best early round uh television yeah just because there isn't actually any relationship to be had just yet so it's just you get to see you know these guys who want to make a name for themselves try to make a name for themselves yeah like we saw stuff. a lot of crystal in the beginning of the show yeah. especially and people like lauren and kendall kind of faded back a little bit and if mm-hmm. we look at who is in the final four it's just like if becca hadn't gone the first date with ari she also probably would have faded into the background a little bit and yet mm-hmm. three of those people that weren't like some of the kind of biggest names in the first few seasons of the bachelor ended up being in the final four and i have a feeling a lot of that's going to be the same with becca yeah 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 cool next up trent uh he is a realtor but also he does some underwear modeling and i think he had the best entrance or my favorite entrance where he he rolled up in a hearse I liked his entrance, and then I completely forgot about him because he blended into everybody else. Yeah, he, he, he did nothing after that entrance, but he rolled up in a hearse and then jumped out uh, and said, Oh my gosh, Becca, when I heard you were the Bachelorette, I literally died. I liked That's it. That's such a good line. I can see why he's stuck around even That's, if we didn't see him. Yeah, it was a great entrance. Um, I don't think he's going to be sticking around for that much longer, but... Of the models, like Jordan makes the best TV, and Camille screwed up. Camille messed up, yeah. Um, all right, and then last but not least, uh, Wills. 
I liked him because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, as many people most likely know. I play Quidditch. He mm. was one of my top people because of the Harry Potter, and he has an Expecto Patronum tattoo. Yes. I, I mean, all of those things are great. I just think his his hair with the mustache is... The, the, just You need a little bit more hair to be able to pull off a mustache. I didn't mind the mustache. It looks, it looks weird to me, and like it, it's it's his look, and as someone who can't grow facial hair... I should I should be able to sympathize with him, uh, but it's I don't know I I I couldn't. I feel couldn't like do it. he's not gonna end up in Becca's top. Like I like him a lot. He's I would say in my top ten, not top three. But mm-hmm. I didn't see him making a super connection with Becca. I will say that he did make a couple appearances, in or a couple more appearances than I thought he would in the, uh, um, on this season of, uh, real. That happened. Yeah. After he, he appeared more than I thought he would, so I think he he might be like top six. I would say he's gonna pro. He's definitely making it to the middle. I don't know how close he's gonna make it to hometowns. Yeah. Is how I would put it. Like I could list right off the people that I think are gonna come close to hometowns. Is Garrett's gonna be on hometowns? You know that. Mm-hmm. I think Blake has a good shot at it. Yeah. Um, I want to say also I think Clay has a good shot at it because he was such a sweetie and they definitely like got along really well. I could be very much wrong because I like Clay a lot. Mm-hmm. Jordan I think is going to make it about halfway, but I wouldn't say he'd make it to home downs. Probably not. How about you? What are your projections so far? Um, I think you got a lot of the people that um, I like. I would probably for throw a David in there. Yeah, I would he, say so as well. He did great. I think. Um, I think Colton also, I also has think a good Col- shot. Colton will be there for a while. I would be a little bit wary because in the uh, on this season of montage, he uh, revealed a couple things that may or may not be true. Um, I mean, I would like to believe him, but it seems like some of the other guys were not on board. Um, yeah, it's why I think even but, though she and Lincoln seem to get along really well, I'm not sure he's going to make it to the final six of, or the yeah. final four because of all the shade that got thrown his way. Yes, very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. We will see. Um, any other things from the on the season of that stood out? Anyone appear more than you thought they would, appear less than you thought they would. I have a feeling David's probably the one going to the hospital from oh, what yeah. we got. Yes, a guy That's going to my the prediction is David's probably the person going to the hospital. I could see that. Um, I feel like the thing happening with Becca crying and saying um, he just did what like Ari did to me, I feel like that comes earlier in the season than we're probably expecting. Yeah, because I think they, they made it seem like it's going to be like one of the last moments of the season i think that's going to happen about halfway through yeah i saw the number of people that were on that group date and that's a lot of people for that group date yeah, also it, it seems like so i mean uh so in the i guess the, the montage they had um becca crying in her bed about someone pulling an ari again on her and also later on uh it shows a group date where she's crying and saying someone wasn't honest to me and it, there was a decent amount of people on that group date, which is why I think that this happens with someone that she has a connection with early, uh, did not, or like pulled an Ari. Yeah, which, and I, which hurts her early, and then she has to. I would say the people in that group 
that I would say most likely from what we've seen with their level of connection to them. Mm-hmm. I would say Garrett's up there for people that yeah, probably so, so in, heard her. In, in, in that group date video, or in the group date, I guess, shot, uh, it's it shows some people that I think we can rule out or was that yeah. guy. Um, you, you had a theory that it was Blake? I think it might be Blake because I, what I'm going for is the people that we saw her connect very well with. Because yeah. we saw with her and Blake, like after their one-on-one time, she was just like, wow, like I, I like that guy. Like he's very sweet. Yeah. And he also so mentioned I feel like, that he had a, an ex-girlfriend that yeah. he felt very strongly for. Um, that being said, he was in that shot. Yeah, um, I, have, so... I have the feeling that whoever it is is one of the people that she connected with super hard because this betrayal doesn't yeah. seem as much that it's like from length of time and more like someone that she immediately latched onto. I feel like she felt a little betrayed by because mm-hmm. she was like, oh, things are going really well. Like this. Like th- th- this one guy's kind of like been my rock through this and then like he's not anymore. Yeah, because what I expect is we saw with like, I believe – Colton, I'm probably getting the names wrong. I'm awful with names. Who was saying that he was a virgin? Yep. But you didn't see that level of like fear in her eyes or something when he said, "There's something I've been keeping from you." So I want to say that whatever it was probably happened early while the Ari breakup is still super fresh, and probably yep. happened with someone in a manner that she wasn't expecting. So someone very close revealing something that's very hurtful. So I would say either Colton's revelation comes very early. Or way, way after um, she's, like, come to terms with whatever the other thing is. Yeah. I think that makes sense. But we will see on this season of The Bachelorette. The most dramatic season yet. So, yeah. um, Follow Errol on Twitter. Oh, yeah. uh, I am also, because I'm an insane person, uh, who likes to do things i don't know if i'm actually going to stick with it but i created a twitter account um called uh most dramatic season yet which is uh based off of chris harrison every season being uh, the most dramatic saying season. that this is the most dramatic season yet uh, chris harrison didn't have a huge role in this episode um which i guess makes sense because it was much more about becca and the guys but yeah i am waiting to see him like pop up a bit more because like also we saw him a lot with ari because Ari hadn't really been around for a while, and he needed that bolstering in order yeah. to make give him kind of the validity. And Becca doesn't need that. Becca's got the Be- presence Be- that Becca, Ari never had. Becca, uh, at least through one episode, which isn't saying much, but through one episode, has been a great bachelorette. She's definitely holding her own. Like she, like there there have been seasons where like the for some reason the the, the bachelorette couldn't hold it because guys are so much less interesting than girls. Yeah. Um, which is why I usually like The Bachelor more, but I think Becca, uh, mixed with this crop of guys, is making it really good, a really interesting season, so I'm super excited, um, and I'm going to try to, uh, live tweet, uh, the episodes, uh, and, you know, post my weekly, uh, cheat sheets up on there, uh, when I can, but, uh, that might also not happen, because I'm, I'm busy, and I have life stuff. So I might do it. Uh, I might not. Stay tuned um, and follow it. You know, there's a chance nothing will overcome of it, but hopefully. Hopefully you get the aerial immediate reactions, which is, I can honestly swear, the best part of watching. They're pretty good. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Subscribe, uh, download, um, like on Facebook, uh, follow on Twitter for cop monologuing, all that stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, 
uh, the usual spiel that I do every week. Um, again, if you write a, a review, I will read it with Ryan one of these weeks. Um, also, when we eventually do get another review, I, I read whatever you say, and I will I, I will be held to that. So if you want to write something like stupid that you want someone to say, I can do it, but you know. That's just convincing me I should write reviews for you guys. You, you should. The fact that you haven't written a review for us yet is a little bit insulting. I download all of the episodes. <laughs> that That is fair. Um, but yeah, uh, cool. Do all that stuff for this podcast. Uh, download, subscribe, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, as well as my other podcasts um, on set with Errol Koenig and Popcorn Confessionals. Uh, and also special thanks to our quote-unquote sponsors or the other project that uh I, I worked on this year dollar at the door which is available on youtube um so check that out um so yeah see you guys bye